Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. in my world because I just witnessed something last night that six months ago I didn't think was even possible. Obviously, we'll get to that momentarily. But before we do, greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Three Man Weave. Three Man Weave is brought to you by the good folks at ChairShot Radio Network in conjunction with... TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Use your heads and show your boys and gals some love for your favorite website for news, reviews, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. So make sure you go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt to show us your love and to make sure we can keep providing that content that we you've grown to love us for. We've got t-shirts for everybody. Jesus did the job. Hashtag journalism doesn't just have to be wrestling. I'm pretty sick and tired of journalism, period, as a medium right now. And you probably feel the same because you are smarter than the average fan. 
Save Tag Team Wrestling, and many, many other cool designs. We've got cool designs with just the chair shot name on there. Just pick one of those up and rock it around the house or rock it out when you go to pump your gas with your mask. Have a little flair and take it there by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. And you know something? If you type in the promo code Valentine's Day, something might happen. Something might happen. Even if it doesn't, it's 20 bucks. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot, please. And thank you, thank you. And please remember the chairshot.com. We are not just a website. We're a movement. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. As always, I'm joined by my esteemed panel, the commissioner of PC Tunney. And ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and show your love for the illustrious Mr. Ray Cash. Well, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> he stays <laughs> in Tampa now, doesn't he? Yeah, well, so. he somewhere stays. Oh, 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 I'm... yeah, you're right. I think he is in Tampa. He's got a, his own beach or some some goofy shit like that. Shout out to hey. uh, uh, not Deadspin. What's the parent company? Gawker. Yeah, <laughs> that, that that Gawker money run long, big dog. Yeah, man. Um, gentlemen, it's uh good to see you. Good to speak with you. It is gonna be a fun show because we got started already before we ever started recording. So this is gonna be fun. Yeah, I don't know if I'm up for this today. I'm very hungover. It was I had a very fun evening last night. Before we get into it, though, I saved this story for you guys. You guys both play cards here and there, right? Over time, little poker, little whatever. Mm-hmm. So we had four of us guys hanging out. At halftime, we're like, get the fucking cards out. It's been forever. Let's go. Because <laughs> we're going to wait till after the game. <laughs> so we would play. You know, dealer would call, like, hold them, and it would go around the table, and the next guy would call something. But you could call weird stuff if you wanted to. So now we've been playing probably for three, three and a half hours. And I call between the sheets. Just a dollar ante from everybody. Mm-hmm. Two hours later, there's $3,000 in the middle of the table. It was the craziest game of a team the sheets I've ever seen. I was dealing it, and we played double, triple. So if you're outside the numbers, it's double. If you're on the number, it's triple. And it just got out of hand. I think somebody ended up lost, losing about 400 bucks <laughs> in all. Mm. Yeah, but it was crazy, man, just sitting there flipping them cards like, holy shit. So that was my night. I thought I'd get that story out there real quick for you. But, yeah, we can talk sports now. See, my issue with gambling with other people is that once you win – it's time to walk away but you can't do that basically you might fuck around and get your ass kicked or even killed if you tried to do that you know what I mean it, it never turns out well does it no it never turns out well shout out to my great grandfather Charlie Coker that's how he got up out of here oh man yeah, that took a turn it, no I didn't mean it to I'm just pointing <laughs> out uh, the validity of which I speak <laughs> rest in peace uh, grandpa Charlie yeah, I, you know, I, uh, I've i never, in a personal setting, had that much money on the table. I mean, a couple hundred. Put that, like, if you find me over a couple hundred dollars, then you can have it. You need it, clearly. Like, you know, uh, but so I've never been in that predicament. But, you know, like, actual betting, like at a casino, no, they, they strapped. They ready for that. And at, 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 at any given time, the most money I had in, after a dollar ante, mind you, was there was about two hundred of my dollars in there at one point, but by the okay. end of the by the end of that game and by the end of the evening, I ended up with all of that winning a grand total of twenty dollars. Let's go! Hey, Just man. like the people who bet on Kansas City, Woo-hoo. they down. Ben, how about them two guys? The one bet three point four, and the other guy bet two point two, and they both won them bets. 
Well, you, you were kind of stepping on where I was going. Sorry. About that's all right. Can I say it now and then we can get to it? So, you know, it's funny. So we talked about the guy that bet the 2.4 last week before we recorded. And I was saying that kind of lets me know that probably he knows something that we don't. And then Ray's boy, Mattress Mac, Houston legend. If you don't know, you don't know. You better ask somebody. One of the most amazingly sweet humans in the world. You can go to his shop right now. He's sitting in there and he'll talk to you for 20 minutes. No exaggeration. That's a shoot, too, because remember when all that shit went down when they had the hurricane in Houston a couple years ago and Joel Osteen made up some bullshit about not letting people in the church? Mattress Mac opened his doors and let people in to to find solace and shelter. A legitimate, amazing human being. I've never heard anybody speak a bad word about Mattress Mac, period. But this Mellon Farmer put up, what did you say, Tony? What was it, 3.6? 3.4. Going towards Tampa? So I'm going to break kayfabe here. Uh, we recorded, I know you guys heard us on Saturday morning, or heard me specifically on Saturday morning on Chair Shot Radio, uh, confidently picking the Chiefs in this. Now, breaking kayfabe, we recorded that shit on Wednesday. I, and I was still fairly confident that Mahomie and them was going to pull it out. Now, as the week went on, about Friday and Saturday, I had a few people come to me, and they were asking me my thoughts on the game. And I, I told them flat out, I said, you know what? I'm starting to feel PTSD right now. This is feeling a lot like uh, Carolina versus Denver. And I, I took a bath on that because I listened to Jason Whitlock and he said that was going to be our reparations. And, Ray, I know there's no reason to listen to Jason Whitlock about anything that has nothing to do with pastries, okay? I get it. But I was getting those vibes again. I was getting the same type of vibes. And I told anybody that asked me, I said, yo, stay away from this game. Stay away. Yeah. And, of course, they didn't. And we know how it turned out. And and shout out to Mattress Mac too because all those years he got screwed over by the Astros, he deserved to win because you know he put all that money on the Astros and then they gave up a three one lead or whatever it was in in the, in the um, or two one lead or whatever it was in the uh, World Series a couple years ago. Yeah, I'm glad my man finally got back over because like he does. So every year, if you don't know, um, he does some type of thing with betting. But when the Astros were good and in the World Series. What they do is, at a certain period of time, if you if you buy um, anything from a shop to a certain amount of money, so like say if you buy to eighty thousand dollars worth of stuff, I'm just being off the top of the head. That may not be it. Um, if the Astros win the, the World Series, you ain't got to pay. Or if the Astros win the World Series, you got to pay. But some whatever it is, but something like that. He got screwed over two years in a row. <laughs> so like. Mm. I'm happy my boy got over because he's when I say when I say and again I know this is a shoot this isn't the Mattress Mac podcast clearly he is one of the most amazing human beings you'll ever meet I got homeboys that's worked for him and he's changed their lives not just from a work standpoint from personally I've met him numerous times he done been by the house dropping off stuff yes the millionaire will ride in the truck and drop off stuff when you buy from him like he is that kind of dude so shout out to Mattress Mac yeah, I can't say I couldn't say that any better. And I mean, he's case in point that when you put good out into the world, good will come back to you. Yeah. Yep. Unless you're unless you're Chris Platt, Ray Cash, or PC Tunney. <laughs> All right, let's get into the game, fellas. Thirty-one to nine is the final. It in fifty-four career starts. It is Patrick Mahomes' first ever double-digit loss. Tom Brady's seventh championship. This wasn't really an fun game to watch it was pretty much tampa dominated was it not 
it, it so yes in a way but I think it was fun in the, in the sense that Patrick Mahomes is a magician he, like he is like the he's like the half black half white um, David uh, what's my man named David um, oh David Copperfield Blaine. David Blaine. Copperfield or David Blaine yes that's what I'm looking for mm. because for all of those, for all, so I, I gave a stat to you guys before the show started. He had he accrued almost 450 yards of running, scrambling wise. Like that is unheard of. But through all of that, he was still hitting boys in their face and in their chest and in their hands. So that was entertaining to me to see. Can this bastard pull this off? Knowing good and goddamn well he should. Um, but in terms of enjoyment of the game, yeah, I mean. It, from almost from the very beginning, Tampa, Tampa Bay gave up a touchdown on the one and still won by twenty by twenty whatever it is. What was it? I'm not, I, I don't math very well. Thirty one minus nine is what? Twenty two. Twenty two. Thank you. I mean, so I think we can all agree that one of the things that people probably saw that the majority of the public didn't is that that turf toe injury was a lot more severe than they let on. We were all worried about the king. Yeah, we were all worried about the concussion during, with the Browns, but we should have been worried about that because in the in the second half he was a lot less spry. And what I mean what I mean is he wasn't running trying to make plays. He was basically running trying to extend the play or trying to buy himself some time so he could chuck it downfield. So that that leads me to believe that the anesthesia, the shot wore off somewhere between the second and the third quarters, the shot wore off, and that was really bothering him. Um, so, guys, I never played organized football. Can you all explain to me exactly what turf toe is? No. Cool. Mr. So, Tenney, <laughs> Tenney, would you like to try? I have no earthly idea. But clearly... It Keep a, talking. It I'll actually look, I'll look it up on WebMD. Turf toe is a sprain of the big toe joint resulting from injury during sports activities. The injury usually results from excessive upward bending of the big toe joint. It's basically from pushing off all the time so receivers are especially vulnerable to it because on your uh, either in your route on your break or to start off coming off the line that's all you're doing right away so it's basically yeah. the arch through the knuckle the big knuckle on the big toe but underneath there and you just can't push off with it anymore and it's called turf toe but by that by knowing that because turf is terrible on your joints turf has it's sprinky it, it doesn't absorb well so it doesn't have the same give as natural grass. I mean, it's literally artificial turf. It's like, so to put it in layman's terms, it's like if you're eating butter versus margarine. Like, just eat the butter. If you're going to do it, just eat the butter. Don't eat the synthetic butter. So what I'm hearing, though, is it probably hurts him every time he takes a step. And this Mellon yeah. Farmer is playing football with 300-pound linemen trying to take his head off simultaneously. <laughs> and are we going to end, end up so that's that's issue number one, and I, you're very right that it affected him. And we all know that the halftime in the Super Bowl is much longer than usual, which a lot of people have to adjust with, right? That's mm -hmm. a big adjustment for a lot of players. Mm -hmm. Or can we? Is it too early to talk about the tackle situation with both left and right tackles being gone? Is, is that too early in the conversation? No, oh. get that out because I'm I'm about to get on these reps here for a second in this first half. But please, let's talk about the tackles. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember the right tackle's name. Forgive me. He makes a million dollars. He don't give a fuck. Is it Eric Fisher. Fisher Eric oh, Fisher is the left tackle. Okay. Eric Fisher was the number one pick a few years ago. He's a fantastic tackle. He like 
Pro Football Reference has him at rated top 10 or whatever it is. He's fantastic. He tore his Achilles literally in the Packers game. Not the Packers game, but in the whoever they played. The, the, Buffalo. the, uh, the Bills. Buffalo Bills game. And so it is amazing to think about we take football for granted so much because we're highlight a highlight-based society, right? So we see Pat Mahomes making these crazy plays and Travis Kelsey getting 15 catches a game and uh, your boy Cheetah running so fast past people that he can stop, look at them, throw up the deuce, take a TikTok dance, and then flip into the end zone before they're within <laughs> 10 yards of them, right? But then when it gets down to the nitty-gritty of football, football is... I know this is a cliche, but it's won and lost in the trenches. We don't give that enough credence when we look at the Chiefs, who are just continuously this high-powered, just factory-ass offense, just every week, in and out, nothing changes. Um, so when you lose your two most important people on the line, and I would argue with, the, with, with respect to Mahomes, maybe their second-best player on the damn team in Eric Fisher makes a massive difference. Tampa Bay's defense is good. And they got much better during the, during the season, right? Much better. But they were rushing four people, dog. They were rushing four all night. That that's that is that's that's that is that is insulting to have your quarterback run that much off of a four man rush. Does uh, this is going to sound very Homer centric coming from me, but this game makes me think that the Green Bay Packers are easily the second-best team in football this year, and if not for the injury of T.J. Lang, they very well may be the team that kicked Kansas City's ass because no one else gave Tampa Bay a game like that the Green Bay Packers did yeah. at the end of the season. You can basically take Tampa Bay. They're, they're saying it's the fifth time a wild card has won the Super Bowl, the first time since 2010. Tampa Bay's not necessarily a wild card this year. Like, there's no preseason for them. There's no minicamp. Tampa Bay had 12 non-padded practices before this season began. Like, the first six games of their season this year was their mini camp and their training camp, right? So I am really scared. If Tom Brady can stay upright and that offensive line can continue to protect him and the defense that can get after the quarterback and still good on the backside, they're going to win again next year. Well, you, you can't tell me that Tom Brady wasn't nudge, nudge, wink, wink getting together with some of these guys and, and throwing with them and preparing for this season. They just know how to keep quiet. They got, well, they got, in, they got in trouble for it. But at the same time, yeah, they got that's, that's different than having a full mini camp in preseason games. You know what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. No, I get that. Yeah, I, I get that. But they were building that chemistry. I get that. I'm not disputing anything you said. But it's ironic because the same thing that won them the game versus Green Bay is the same thing that won them the game versus Kansas City, which is that front four. The I mean, you know, pressure with four? nobody's going to talk. Nobody's going to talk about this now. This will probably be the last time you hear it in the history of history. But Tom Brady shit the bed in the second half of that Green Bay game. And if it oh, was yeah. not for that front four that was able to consistently get pressure on Aaron Rodgers, this would be a very different conversation right now. So those guys deserve all the credit in the world. I know you can't give the most valuable player to a defensive unit, but they won this Super Bowl for them, and they got exponentially better as the playoffs went on as well. I'll leave the Packers out of the rest of this conversation, but you could also throw in one of the worst play calls in defensive playoff history at the end of the half against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So a oh, lot of Scotty Miller, Scotty freaking a, a lot of, a lot of things Beasons. done wrong to lose that game, but congrats to the Belaz brothers, which apparently plural for Belaz is Belay. 
We've learned that today. Lie. Yes. We learned that today. Yes. yes, yes, sir. But I'm looking at this Kansas City game. I'm like, shit, if y'all were going to do all of that, man, y'all should have let the Browns in there. If that's how y'all were going to go out, I'm watching this game pissed as a Browns fan. Like, no, we could have did this. If you're a Browns fan, if you're a Bills fan, if you're a Ravens fan, I, it, it, this gives you hope. I say it gives you hope because all three of these teams, and I will, out of reverence to the fact that they have shown historically that they just stick around, I'll throw Pittsburgh bitch ass in there. But all four of those teams have shown they can stick with Kansas City if they can't get over the hump. And this, by no stretch of the imagination, is the blueprint. I'm not saying that at all because, I mean, look what it took for them to play the terrible. Turf toe by one of the greatest quarterbacks ever in his fourth year. Two missing tackles. Uh, you, you were going to speak of, Platt, a, a whole bunch of questionable calls in the first half. Well, like and there's it, a throw something else on top of it. There's something that I, I heard when I heard the news, I was first like, man, I hope these people are okay. And then I was like, you know, this is going to make this a lot more difficult for the entire Kansas City football team in the fact that Andy Reid's son, Britt Reid, gets into an accident and ends up causing two kids to be critically injured and in the hospital. I mean, that well, no, one of the kids died. Did, did the older kid die? Okay. Because I know at first yeah. it was just critical. So, I mean, that's just – and we don't know if – I mean, he, he admitted to the officer that he had two or three drinks and took prescription Adderall and decided to drive. So you know what happens when you tell the officer two or three drinks, right? That that means like that, that means about six or seven. That means maybe even ten. that means I didn't even know it, but I had the sixth one and the six pack was gone, and I thought mm, I'll take some Adderall and drive home now. Now I'm not. That's I. That's a total assumption that could be completely wrong, but that's what where there's smoke, there's usually fire, and you don't want that kind of smoke. Great point, by the way. It's the same thing when you go to the doctor's office and they say, how many drinks do you have a night? And you say two or three. That typically means about seven or eight, nine or ten. And they know that. They know you full of shit, too. But, yeah, so the, these calls, like, and, and let me let me preface it by saying that in no way, shape, form, or fashion did these calls directly result in the outcome of the game. Kansas City got outplayed. But come on, man. Some of those calls that went against Kansas City in the first half, come on, man. Am I am yeah. I tripping? Y'all think I'm just no? This you're is right. Man? So yeah. I no, I can't. You're right. The, yeah. the pick that that honey badger had that got called back. I didn't really pay attention to the game that closely. I'll be honest with you. As you can tell, I was partying and having a good old time with some boys I haven't seen in a while. So, you know, Ray, go ahead. You answer that question. I'll just say this. I can imagine being upset, or or if you were if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, and especially when there's a disparity. Or when there's no flags thrown at all, too. Uh, that, that's been the case in the past as well. But go ahead, Ray. I'm sorry. But, I mean, you put nine points on the board, so you can't put it, paint it all on the referees because y'all Mellon Farmers didn't even score a touchdown. But some of those calls, as a guy that didn't have a dog in the fight, same thing last or a couple of weeks ago with the, the Packers in, in, in Tampa. You know, I didn't have a dog in either of those fights, but I'm looking and I'm watching what I'm seeing, and I'm like, hold on, man. No, 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 no. There's, you know, there's something else going to play here. And I, I guess, go ahead, Brett. I just want to make, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you finish. I just want, want to give one stat that will give you the perfect example of what we're talking about with the, the refs. The Kansas City Chiefs had 11 penalties for 120 yards. That's a Super Bowl record. Come on, man. Come on, man. Seriously. And just to show I'm not biased. 
I, I wasn't even mad about the helmet to helmet call in the Cleveland Kansas City game. I understand, I, you know, he was reaching. I, I didn't get pissed off about that. A lot of Browns fans did, but I mean, it is what it is. It's incidental contact. He clearly wasn't trying to hit him in the helmet with his helmet. Everybody was just trying to make a play. Shit happens. It's football. It, you know, it's not a, it's not tonsil hockey. Okay. And so, and we're not. Plessett just said it. We're not trying to say that the ref stole the game in Kansas City. You you said it very eloquently. They still lost this game because they still had opportunity, right? Just like the game should have finished thirty eight. Nine. We're not going to speak about that because they didn't score on first down, on fourth down, right? It is what it is. But it is just a reoccurring thing with this league that every year in the biggest games, in some of the biggest moments, the refs continue to shit on the game. And, like, this isn't NBA where, like, one ref is trying to be bigger than the game like Joey Crawford does, right? This isn't that. This is, I just don't think the refs are any good. And I, I realize that refereeing is one of the hardest jobs you could ever have. I'm, and so I'm not, that's not lost on me. My grandfather uh, was, oh, <clears throat> excuse me, in, in baseball. So I get it. No, I don't, I, I'm not saying it is an easy job someone can walk off the field and do it. But with the technology we have, with the number of refs that are on the field, I just think it is egregious that we are missing these calls and part of it is the league because they already had a shitload of stuff to remember but now you gotta look at oh well you know did uh, if he hit his if when he, tack, when he tackles the quarterback well did his head fall on his chest well did he hit him below the, the, the knee line that a little little girl has to wear her dress below or what like it's it's stupid like amounts of of rules at this point where it's almost impossible to be a good rep. To me, the problem is there's a there's a proven way to utilize instant replay, and the XFL did it, and the, and the NFL is not taking advantage of having a referee in the booth while the action's going on, changing the calls. Anything should be challengeable as well. Anything should be challengeable, especially on a turnover. Like, to say that pass interference is not challengeable when the ball is intercepted or on a, you know, it's like, why can you challenge certain things and you can't challenge others? There really is not any opinion in making these calls. This, it's not basketball, like you said. Basketball, you can have an opinion on how you're going to call a game. It's pretty cut and dried whether or not there's a penalty in the NFL. Now, if you want to take away the holding at the line, that's going to be something. Otherwise, you're going to have five-hour games because you're going to get holding every other down. Or every down, really. But, Ray, you, you brought up Joey Crawford, and you said this isn't that. I actually think that it is, and we're all basketball fans on here. So, you know, it, it got so it got to the point where it became a running joke. Uh-oh, San Antonio's up two to two to nothing. Joey Crawford's going to win game three. Oh, he yeah. kicks Tim Duncan off the, out of the game for laughing on the bench. Like, give me a fucking break, yeah. dude. But I, I think it's that, man. I think, number one, obviously – for obvious reasons, and we'll get to. We're obviously we're going to talk about him and his legacy uh, momentarily. But you know, there's a vested interest in the league to make Tom Brady the golden boy, and it might just be a thing where these refs are starstruck too. They're fanboys as well. You know, there's a reason why you're a referee because most of these people are are independently successful. I mean, most of those refs are doctors and lawyers and shit like that. They just do this for the love of the game. Not 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 a bad hobby, and you make six figures a year doing your hobby, right? 
But maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're just starstruck by the whole Tampa thing or the whole Tom Brady thing. I, I don't know what it is, but it's just – it's a running joke in the league, too. Remember, you couldn't sneeze on Tom Brady without them calling rough in the past. We've all made that joke. That's a fair point. That's a fair point because we've seen plays where, let's say, something happened, Tom thinks he got hit, the ball's thrown, and Tom will look at the ref, scream at the ref, and then five and a half, six, seven, eight seconds later – the ref will throw the flag. You're right. I think some of it may be that, but I question how much that was uh, uh, that was could have been a factor in this game, because if there's anybody in the modern NFL who can make make you as starstruck as Tom Brady can, wouldn't it be Pat Mahomes? Don't you think? Yeah, I can't argue that. That's fair. Which which brings me to another point about, and this is probably the most salient point I'm gonna make. It's just really hard to repeat in the NFL. Oh my God! I see yeah, about that. yeah, yeah. We've seen it done in our lifetime. What, twice, maybe three times? I don't remember if the San Fran teams repeated in the '80s. I can't remember. I know Dallas did it, and then the Patriots did it. What back in what '0304, something like that. It's just very yeah. difficult to do that. To go through two consecutive NFL seasons, not worry about attrition, i.e., injuries and things like that, not wearing down, having that same hunger. And, and, and fire trying to come back and do it again. It's just, it's very difficult. And and so I think this is the part of the show where we need to give Tampa Bay their credit. Um, because we've talked do, a lot do about... we have to... Man, look, facts are facts. And I'm, I'm about to throw you a bone here in a minute, Chris. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of what we've talked about so, so far is why Kansas City lost and what Kansas City could have done and things that led to their demise. Well, let's talk about some things or reasons why Tampa Bay won. First and foremost, they were prepared from a game plan perspective in a way that I don't think any team has been prepared for a Kansas City game all year. They were, maybe other than the Chargers, but you said it last week, divisional games are different because you see them all the yeah. damn time. They were prepared, number one. They've played already, though, so, you know, it's That's almost... Number it's, two. It's almost like they fucking threw out a fake game plan the first time around and said, here, go ahead, let Tyreek Hill get 7 million yards in the first quarter, but we're going to kick your ass in the Super Bowl because that really wasn't our defense. <laughs> Mr. Tunney, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Who would have done that exact same thing? What coach would have done that? Bill Belichick. It rhymes with Bill Smelichek. I, look, I'm saying Brady took something from it. Now, Bruce Arians is a good coach. We've known this for a long time. He's not a superstar coach. He's not a Hall of Fame coach, but he's a good coach. But we knew, I think the greatest, Mina Kimes hit it on the head. The greatest thing that Tom Brady bought to Tampa Bay wasn't his quarterback ability, wasn't his arm. It was his leadership and his mind. Because he was able to do things. First and foremost, he's the LeBron of, of, of football in that. People want to play for him. Because this is the ball I'm going to throw to you, Chris. This ain't the same team Jameis had. They went and got Gronk. They went and got Leonard Fournette. They went and got, uh, was Ronald Jones there? They went and got Shady. That's the other receiver, uh, running back they got. They went and got Shady McCoy. They went and got Antonio Brown. Like, they went and got a whole ass different offense than what Jameis had. And so, like, that, of course, that is cool. And think about the four touchdowns that Tampa Bay scored. None of them was on the team last year. Two to Gronk, one to AB, one to playoff Lenny. They weren't on the team last year. That's number That's number one. But so Brady gets people when he's allowed to, to come play with him, number one. But number two, it's something to be said for 
it's something to be said for a culture. And I'm a Ravens fan. Everybody talks about the Ravens culture. The Packers have traditionally had a culture. Like Pittsburgh, I hate them. They got a culture. The one thing that Stefanski's brought to the Cleveland bro- is the- he's creating a culture. Yeah, they've had a culture, just not the good kind. Well, yeah, but we're we- getting a better for But continue. Yes, please. I'm, I'm, we, we I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be diplomatic today. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. The, the Patriots have clearly have had a culture. It is something to be said for a culture. Your boy Tom Brady texted his teammates, all his teammates, every night, we will win. Like, that is garnering a culture. So, like, he's not just – this isn't just a group of guys playing some football. These guys – and that team is young, too, with the exception of Sue and Pierre Paul and some other cats on the team that have probably been in the league for a minute. That's a young squad. So that resonated with these kids. And just learning how to win – it is nobody teaches you how to win. You are taught the what to the, what to do, the things to do to win. But you're not taught how to win. And I know some people are not gonna get that, but like the preachers say, you'll get it on the drive home. I couldn't have said it better myself, man, because you it, it, that was he changed the culture, he brought that leadership. Cause quite frankly, <laughs> football ability and an arm, he ain't got them shits no more. So <laughs> but, <laughs> But you nope. could tell you could tell the shift in the culture though. They believed. They believed in him. And I mean, why wouldn't you believe in him? I, <laughs> so I, I yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Uh, again, we we also have to give a shout out to that D line because they played their ass off. And just the defense in general. Shout out to Ty Bowles. Give Ty Bowles a love. And Byron Ty Leftwich. Ty Bowles, Byron Leftwich, and Eric Bienemy. All these melon farmers need to be interviewing for head coaching jobs, man. But but no, no. Y'all, y'all motherfuckers in Philly and Detroit, y'all, y'all want to pull out the 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 MAGA squad or the 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 Proud Boys All Stars and shit and give them head coaching jobs when these three men have proven their value and worth in this league. Did you uh, see you in the, the interview? Right, and when you punch us back, we're gonna smile at you, and when you knock us down, we're gonna get up. And on the way up, we're gonna bite a kneecap off, all right? And we're gonna stand up, and then it's gonna take two more shots to knock us down, all right? And on the way up, we're gonna take your other kneecap and we're going to get up, and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before before long, we're going to be the last one standing. What did Bomani Jones say? NFL teams should be hiring nothing but African-American coordinators because no one will hire them away from your team. <laughs> Bob, that's funny. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, that's, oh, I'm I don't want to quote Bomani for sure, but somebody said that. And I think it might have been, like been, like been Uncle Bo. Might have been Uncle Bo. Might have been Uncle Bo. Did y'all see the Did y'all see the interview? Uh, Byron Leftwich's first interview after the game, when Homie was like, "So yeah, what was your thought uh, with the D line when trying to get them together?" And he was like, "Homie, you got the wrong black dude." <laughs> Actually, I think it was Dominique Foxworth that said that. To be honest with you, <laughs> oh, that's still but, but I guess the positive thing is there's enough black people, like they said on Highly Questionable today. There's enough black coordinators that you could get them mixed up. That's a positive, right? It's a positive. That's fair, but all right. I'm, gonna I'm st- still go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your point, Platt. I, I I have nothing, man. Go ahead, Sonny. All right. Let's let's change the the conversation a little bit here and move into the next part of this, and let's keep it strictly football for now because the next part of this conversation comes afterwards outside of football. But as far as Patrick Mahomes, everybody's saying you know he's the guy who's going to challenge to be the greatest of all time. Tom Brady is clearly the greatest of all time. Five Super Bowl MVPs, seven Super Bowls, 
13, 14 conference championship games played. Um, so the question now is, Patrick Mahomes loses in the Super Bowl to Tom Brady, is six Super Bowls behind. Is there any chance in hell Patrick Mahomes can ever become the greatest of all time unless he can run it back and get a victory next year? I, I don't think so. I, if he could have won this year, yes, but now Tom has seven. This Mellon Farmer has to get eight Super Bowls. There's no way in hell he's getting eight Super Bowls, as great as he is. There, the, the, he just said, Tom just set the bar so high. I, I, I don't see any way that he can compete. I, I don't think we're going to see this again in our lifetime, quite frankly. And he's young. What is he? What, 25, 26? He's young enough, but that's asking a lot. He's got to get seven more Super Bowls. Plus, that's that's assuming that he stays healthy. We know the style that he plays. That's not very conducive to having a long NFL career. He's a little bit smaller than Tom. Tom's a, a low-key big-ass dude. Tom's legit, what, 6'5", 250, mm-hmm. something like that. He's a big dude, doesn't run. So, yeah, I, I yeah. I, uh, ultimately, I, I think attrition gets him, and I think just the fact that he's got to get seven more. Um. By the way, four, 14 conference championship games in 20 years, and he missed one year due to ACL. So just food for thought. Um, to answer the question, my first thought is is no, he can't catch him for this one reason. Platt said it. I just don't see this happening again. And part of the reason why the Patriots were able to to be so in contention for so many years is because their division was trash for so long. The AFC West is competitive. They may not they may not have had a lot of wins this season in terms of like the Broncos and the Chargers and teams like that, but they're competitive every year. So that's one thing. But so I'm thinking about it a little deeper. I'm not one of these people that says that he has to match the same amount of championships to be better. I'm going to fair because everything is different. Everything is nuanced. I think if he can get to four or five, we can be, have a real conversation. But, and the reason I think we can have a real conversation is because you have to look at their way they played. Tom Brady wasn't always Tom Brady. Tom, a lot of the times, his teams won in spite of him, and he just made the right plays. The first six, seven years of his career, that was a defensive and running team, and he just had two-minute drill, made the right throws, made the right plays. From the second Pat Mahomes took his first snap, he was fucking Peyton Manning. Like, everything is on you, kid. Go make, go get it done. Now, he has Peyton Manning as offense and receivers. So I'm not saying he's he's making scratch from nothing like Deshaun Watson is, but like he's been talented. So I think if you look at what he can do, almost Aaron Rodgers-esque in terms of a talent perspective and the numbers he'll put up in a, from a way that Brady didn't put up until year eight, nine, ten, and on and so forth and so on. Like he's already reached Brady level of numbers in two years. Like Brady's best year with the year with Randy Moss, he did it already. You know what I mean? I I agree with a lot of what you guys said. I disagree with some of it. But my point here is really simple as to why Patrick Mahomes cannot catch Tom Brady. Tom Brady took less to win more. Patrick Mahomes is due to be paid a half a billion dollars. That does not suit a team that needs a lot of money on the defensive side to win championships when there's a salary cap. That's just the bottom line. The salary cap is the reason Mahomes will never catch Tom Brady. And the reason we'll never see another Tom Brady again is because we'll never see another quarterback take less consecutively and consistently to make sure the rest of the team around him 
was as good as it could possibly be. And I hate that argument, even though you're not wrong. You're absolutely right, but I hate that argument because most people use it as code to to, to prove that the quarterback or whomever the player is, is is me first. You know what I mean? And not about winning and not about the team. Because I'm not saying that's what you're doing. I'm saying that's how the narr- that's how code works, sir. That's how that works. It's a lot easier to take less money when your supermodel wife makes more money than you do. You can do that. You can make those sacrifices for winning. And I think he probably came. Well, okay, Patrick probably came. Patrick came from a, a fluent background as well because his dad was a ball player. But you can make those decisions when your wife make more money than you. You you can do that for the sake of winning. But I just hate that argument because I, I know where I know what people are saying without them saying it. You're not wrong. And 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 to 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 that point, to that point, if Brady would have been what Pat was in year two, three, four, five, six, seven, he would have been undeniable. But it's because he was a six-round pick who only started because their superstar quarterback got hurt and was only good enough to win games but wasn't good enough to be a superstar or pro bowler. He wasn't a pro bowler until, what, like year seven? Whatever it was? Like, we see Tom Brady now. I think the Randy Moss, Dante Stallworth years when he threw for 50 touchdowns and like 70,000 yards, whatever it was. I'm being facetious. That has... We have revisionist history, almost Mandela effect-ish, that we think that's been Tom Brady his whole career. It has not. Tom Brady has worked himself into being an all-time great. He was not for a long time. And I cannot be more serious when I say from the first snap Patrick Mahomes took, he was a superstar. So that breathes a different level of, of, of conversation. That breathes a different level of monetary uh, monetary um, the money he makes it's a different game so yeah you 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 have to pay that man a, half a billion dollars honestly but what if he stays healthy what he could be is a steal he took a lot less than he could have made plus Kraft and Brady were friends so you don't still think are. Uh, yeah, still are friends still are so so you don't think that Kraft took care of Brady on the back end. You don't think he had access to the private jet whenever he wanted. You don't think he went down to some of those massage parlors in Florida hanging out with Kraft and things of that nature. You don't think he threw him a, a stock tip here and there or, you know, another way where he could make up some of that money. And he'll probably take, when he retires, he'll probably take care of him on the back end. He'll probably get some sort of cushy, do-nothing uh, front office job with the Patriots or something like that. But he he got taken care of. Trust me on that. He got taken that, care of in some way, a- shape, or fashion. That boy said a stock tip. He threw him a stock. How about stock tip? <laughs> All right, folks. That man owns Kraft Foods. That man gave him stock. We're going we're gonna to take a quick break here. We're going to come back, and we're going to get in one last topic that involves Tom Brady. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Ray and I got a little giffy this morning talking about this next topic. For moi? No. Oh, you, I thought you said a gift for you. No, we got no, we got we got Giffy. Uh in arguing, so I mean, no your, me. your your birthday is in four days for those of you listening. So, but still no gifts. No zero. Yeah, I'll send you oh. a gift. No tea. <laughs> <laughs> I like tea. So the question at hand is: Tom Brady, the greatest modern day team sports professional athlete. Of all time, go ahead, Ray. No, no, I want I want Platt to start because he's the impartial party. He 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 was not in our conversation, and I know where he's gonna go, but I still want him to pontificate. You know, I'm glad you said team sports. That narrows it down. Right. So that means and we can eliminate, modern day uh, wise. Well, wait, wait, sorry, and yeah, just want. No, you're gonna eliminate. We can eliminate uh, Roger Federer. Tiger Woods, Floyd Mayweather, Serena Rav, Serena Williams, Michael Nature Phelps. Boy, Nature Boy, Ric Flair, right? Non, Michael Phelps, non-team sports, basically. Same boat, exactly. Yep. Carl Lewis. It was implied in the question. We don't have to list them all. Those are not team sports. Yeah, yeah. No, nobody's going to pop for how I snuck in uh, Richard Fleer in there, huh? Nobody's going to pop for that. Well, we're this is a wrestling no, that, website, that... <laughs> <laughs> and, and that is that is a, people list that as a sporting accomplishment. So no, not at all. That's that's normal, and you Bill, know what? Bill Russell's era is non-modern considered for this conversation. That's what I was really it's trying been, to get before we were dancing back and forth the the, the non-verbal mambo. For, okay. for those listening, the reason we don't count Bill Russell is because that was pre-free agency. Okay, so what about uh, Lou Alcindor? Can we count him? His era? Because um, I mean, not only you did could, he win but... six NBA titles, but he professional won, sports, he won in high school. professional sports, he won in professional college. sports, greatest modern no, day team professional winning, sports athlete. That's not the winning question, Platt. That's not the question. This is not the argument we had. Come on, man. All right, whatever. And to 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 quell your reasoning, it has to be professional because you get paid legally. 
Okay, nice caveat for throwing that legal in there. Uh, as much, you know, because <clears throat> I, 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 you got to know where Tuddy's going to go. Tuddy's yeah, going to go it. Michael Jordan you here, I'm pretty sure. Don't you have to go Tom Brady at this point? And I, I hate being a prisoner of the moment because we just saw what happened. But I just saw this Mellon Farmer do the impossible. Like, I, I come on, man. Why are you I victorious? Because Chris team. agrees with you? Chris is not the determiner of victory here. <laughs> I doubted this team every single step of the way this whole season. This Mellon Farmer was out there throwing spitballs. He put this together. He has no more arms. They look good, but they're not functional. This melon farmer put this shit together with Bruce Arians Kangos, spit, bubblegum, and glue, and drugged this team to a tight. Now, the defense has something to do with it, but we talked earlier about culture. And, I mean, this guy, you can love him or you can hate him. There's a lot of reasons to hate on him that we won't get into. Plus, he's got one of those punchable faces. You know, you just want to you look at his face. He just looks very smug. You just want to punch him in the face. But what if we're talking about team sports and winners, I don't know how if we're not going to throw Phil Jackson out there. We're talking about people that actually played, even though he's a Hall of Fame. Well, he's not a Hall of Fame player. But he's a Hall of Fame coach, but he's got like 13 rings between Hall of Fame. And, but OK, we're talking strictly about on field performance. I don't see at this point how you could go beyond Tom Brady, especially considering what he did in the sport that he did it and how difficult what he accomplished in that sport is to do in that sport. Plus, I mean, he's a winner. We talked about it earlier. He married a supermodel that makes more money than him. (laughs) He won the divorce with Bill Belichick. Can you imagine... What better place would it have been to watch yesterday's festivities than at the house of Mr. Belichick and just hear his thoughts after he got a couple Jack and Cokes in him and see how, you know, how he felt about everything that happened. He won the divorce. He redeemed Antonio Brown. He redeemed Leonard Did he? Antonio Brown, I don't know about all that, but keep going. I'm sorry. He's a keep Super Bowl champ. Know. He made him a Super Bowl champ. He still beat some women and did some fuck shit, but it's okay. All right, pipe down, Steeler right. fan. Let me, let Raven fan, let him finish. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's the, the, the bottom line, man. By the criteria I agree with you, that though. you all, yeah, by the criteria that you all gave me. Oh no, he's still a piece of shit. Nobody saying that. He's a fuckboy. But by the criteria that you all handcuffed me to use, with all due respects to Air Michael Jordan, blame reality. This respect. is something that actually happened in real life this morning that we were trying to get your, give your opinion on, and you decided to put twelve other caveats on it, as if <laughs> Phil Jackson was the greatest professional sports athlete of all time. You're killing me, bro. I love you. You're killing me. Shut up. (laughs) With the caveats and handcuffs, I don't see how it can't be Tom Brady. Considering what what he did here. This shit, this was a goddamn miracle. I'm I'm, I'm done, but yeah. Chris makes a... a You make a ton of great points for Ray's side of the argument. And I think you can choose one of three people and not be wrong. Because you can throw Wayne Gretzky into this conversation Gretzky, as well. Gretzky, yeah. I forgot, I forgot right? about Gretzky. I forgot about Gretzky. For me, it's Jordan. Six championships, six finals MVPs, never went to a game seven. Every single time Jordan finally got another all-star to play with and played in a full season, he won a championship. Now, don't come talking to me about the 2000s, okay? I'm talking about Michael Jordan in the 90s. Sure, sure, sure. 98. 98 is... Yep. We all agree 98. That's my that's my argument. I'm not saying you guys are wrong. I think this is just a fun conversation between three people that are playing different sports 
that are clearly head and shoulders above everybody else that has played. LeBron fans, come at me, at PC Tunney. That's P-C-T-U-N-N-E-Y on the Twitter. Let's converse. Oh, so, you're no. talking to one of the biggest LeBron fans in the game right now. We can talk that about right now. We're not talking about that right Actually, now, Actually, two of them. But, I oh, mean, yeah. uh, so Mr. Cleveland. Yeah. Then how yes, come, so, okay, then how come LeBron hasn't come up in this conversation then? Well, let me say this. Number one, if Gretzky would have won in Los Angeles, it probably would have been him, head and shoulders Possible. above everybody. I know he he led them to the title, but they ended up getting swept in the cup. So if that happens, number two, we're not going to disrespect Jordan's Wizards run. That man was in his 40s, and he still gave him 23 a night. And the way he drinks and smokes, that was a goddamn miracle. That was walking on water. So right. we're not going to disrespect that time. But Tom Brady right, did the there's... same thing at in 40s. 43, 40 touchdowns. But that's the difference between being an athlete in football and an athlete in basketball. Clearly, your athleticism is much more difficult to maintain at a level Brady does in football on the basketball court. And the LeBron thing, I still think that I'm still not convinced that LeBron James isn't the greatest uh, player to ever pick up a basketball because I've seen what he did. I, I, I mean, he's been to, what, nine out of ten out of the last 11 NBA finals, and the only one he missed was because he got hurt finally. You know what I mean? In year 16, plus the Cleveland thing. That's worth three championships right there because that, too, was a miracle. I need him to at least get above 500, though, with his NBA final record. Just to be, I'm just trying to be as, as uh, unbiased as I possibly can. LeBron's the greatest player to ever pick up a basketball, but he's not the greatest winner. Jordan is the greatest winner in the history of basketball, and it's not even close. Because, again, modern era, because Bill Russell, 11 out of 13, is, un- is untouched. But... The reason why I say Mr. Brady is we have to acknowledge that both sports are massively different, right? And not just in that they're different sports, but in the way that they are managed, in the way that they are 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 set up, right? So in basketball, one player can affect the entire game. The reason, one of the reasons Michael Jordan was so dangerous was because not only would he drop 40 on your head, but he'd also stop you and your best player from scoring because he had the ability to play two ways. Tom Brady doesn't. There's so many games Tom Brady has lost, or any quarterback for that, that matter has lost, because they've been on the bench and saw the other quarterback go down the field and win a game, or the, or the kicker miss a kick or make a kick. There's too many variables in football to, for one person to be that important as they are in basketball. That's number one. Number two, take away the seven championships. You can't, but just put that to the side. In 19 healthy years, this man's made 14 conference championships. In 19 healthy years, this man has made 14 conference championships. You can't take away the championships, though, because then you're the Buffalo Bills and you're not even involved in this conversation whatsoever. So I don't like that I don't, point. But, but I don't no, mean but take him away. I'm just trying no, to put focus on the 14. I'm not taking him away. I'm just saying I need people crazy. to understand that this man played in 14 years. He played for the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. So in other words, out of his 19 years, there were five seasons that he didn't have the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying take away the championships, Tony, but I think the point Ray is making is that stat in and of itself is pretty flipping impressive. And And by the way, those other five years he didn't make the conference championship. He still made the playoffs. So it's not like he it's not like he wasn't making the playoffs either. He just he just wasn't in the conference championship game. He's been to ten Super Bowls. Tom Brady has been to eighteen percent of all of the Super Bowls in the history of Super Bowls. 
fifteen percent. Him by himself. So what's so, what's his record in the Super Bowl? Now I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. I am not I thought, of this ilk. No, it's easy. That believes it's, a, it's easy answer. It's math again. It's seven and three. He's got three seven Super Bowl three. losses. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, Jordan, my thought. Yeah, Jordan seven six and zero. Oh. You're right. He's lost. He's lost three times. You're damn straight. I am not of this ilk that believes that you you only great players don't lose in the finals. Well, then there's only one, right? Everybody loses. This shit happens, right? Everybody. You're right. In, only, in team sports. You're right. And he couldn't get out the fucking first round his whole entire career until he got some until he got another person. Tom Brady was winning games with literally me, you, and and Platt as his best receivers. No, I don't like, agree with that. With all that, I don't agree with any of that. Go look at the go look at the stats. He just went to the Super Bowl last year, not last year, two years. Last year, what what was it? The um, you talking about the 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 Rams game or the Falcons game? Are you talking about the Rams game? The what what was the what was the last Super Bowl he was in? Was no, that against, no, no, no. Was, was it um? It was. They beat I think the, it the was Falcons of the Eagles. They beat the Rams. Yeah, yeah, that was the last that was one. Last, that was the last one. Yeah, Jared Goff and them. Yeah, that was the last one. Brady and Patrick Mahomes were the last two winning Super Bowl champions and faced each other. It was only two right. Super Bowls Brady won, won won the Super Bowl with the Patriots ago. Okay, right, right. I just can't remember which team it was. I know all three of all three of them were right. Boom, boom, boom. Right, but that man, they had no help. That man had Gronk and like. And like Pat, Patrick Patrick Chauncey Tunney as his number one receiver. So what if he had like Randy Moss or something for a season? Then what do you think would be possible? Oh, an undefeated season. No, 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 because <laughs> he's he, he trying to throw shade. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm so glad you brought that up. That's my last point. Eli, and I'm, I'm gonna cede my time. Eli, come over here, Eli. I'm gonna cede my time. Eli, in bas in basketball, you have an actual series, right? So it's not that you you lose the you lose the first game you play you're out of the playoffs. You have a series, right? So I I actually have the numbers up. Michael Jordan, if we're playing, went to six NBA finals, won six right, NBA finish. finals let me MVPs. Let me finish. And let me finish. You can talk all you want. Let me finish. If Michael Jordan was playing along basket along NBA rules, I mean along NFL rules, that if he lost his first game. In the in the playoffs, he would be eliminated. He'd lose three championships, and every season he won championships, he lost the game in one of those series. In bat in football, it's only one and done, bro. So you're telling me if both of those Giants teams played those Patriots teams ten games in a row, but yet basketball wise, seven game series, you tell me the Patriots win every time? Zero so, part so, of so zero zero part of my side of the argument involves the word if. You, you you also have to take into account I don't account have to. That, seven, seven is greater than six. What you talking about? You, you also have to take into account that Jordan's last three titles, and again, we're splitting hairs here, but Jordan's last three finals came in a league that had just expanded, which means that the talent and the depth wasn't there. The league was watered down at the time. Again, we're we're picking nits. We're picking nits. The only, but, the only but good two that that man played in those years was Clyde Drexler, and Clyde Drexler was – Clyde Drexler was Benjamin Button. He was born 25 years old. Actually, he was born 35 because he had a receding hairline at 25. <laughs> All right. This is a super fun conversation, people, as you can tell. Like, we're not mad at each other here. We're just trying to prove a point. I think we all agree that the, the 
amount of separation between these three, regardless of who you're going to put in any one, two, or three slot, is minimal at best. And it's just a fun conversation to have. Does anybody have one, any last thought on this, or should we move on to the couple few topics we have left? I do, but this is we, this in the time for, for the conversation. But one day we need to talk about this bullshit-ass deification of Michael Jordan. People act like if you say Michael Jordan is in Jesus Christ, Allah, Tulu, and the homie on the block that sell the weed in the dime bags, he's then you're saying he's like terrible. Three Man Weave is now taking applications for a third man. Christopher Platt and PC Tunney will now be joined by somebody new next week. Thanks for tuning and in. Already, that's perfect. I already got three podcasts. <laughs> as much as you would love to hear that news in reality, Ray, you ain't going nowhere. We got you locked down. He ain't lying, though. I mean, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, LeBron James, Wilt Chamberlain, all these guys. Will, I, I wouldn't, I, I, he ain't to go. I'm, all those guys I just named, they have a legitimate argument. Okay, let's pencil being the go. Let's but pencil let me, this. Let me, go ahead, you can finish that thought. But let's pencil that right. argument slash conversation in for the show that will happen before All Star Game weekend. Okay, cool. But I, I want to go ahead, Ray, because I want to ask you guys a question, and then no, we, can, we can get about here. Okay. Great idea. That's all I was gonna say. Great idea. I love it. So, what was the more impressive Brady performance this entire season? Or coming back twenty-eight to three, twenty-eight versus three, Atlanta, not even close. Twenty-eight three. Well, that's the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. So uh, I think that though the disgusting ridiculousness of play calling on the offensive defensive side in the second half of that game for Atlanta kind of put makes that a backseat to me. To Tom Brady, forty-three years old, changes teams after twenty fucking years of the same goddamn system. Comes to the losingest franchise in NFL fucking history, basically, for the most part. Quadruples their win total in the playoffs. Brings them their second Super Bowl. And not only that, throws 40 motherfucking touchdowns along the way in a season which he had zero training camp. Pandemic. And, yeah. and was throwing, was out there this whole season throwing Phil Negro spit knuckle balls. That Mellon Farmer does not have an arm anymore. He can't Oh, no. Play what are, you, are you kidding me? Tom Brady's got an arm. That's the only reason he's still playing. Oh. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. Phil Necro, that's low-key disrespectful, okay? <laughs> you called, you basically called that man Tim Wakefield with hair. That is disrespectful. You're talking, God, you must be no. getting Tom Brady confused with Phillip Rivers because Tom Brady can still throw the football. Yes, he possesses the ability to throw a football. Yes, that is true. He has two arms. They work. He can throw. But come on, man, don't act like this Mellon Farmer was, you know, like this was the Randy Moss season. And he had better weapons there. But, I mean, he's just – he did this, like I said, with guts and guile. This was all about him, the mentality, and knowing how to be a winner. He wins at everything. Hell, he's friends with a former president. And you can say what you want about that president, but I don't have any presidential friends. Mellon Farmer just – he's a winner. It is what it is. You ain't got Obama on the text? I ain't got Obama on the text, man. I'm about the only black person that doesn't. I didn't even get it on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, this is an NFL-centric podcast today coming off the heels of Super Bowl 55. We do have two other NFL notes we want to get to around the horn real quick. We'll be back after this. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head all right gentlemen apparently the 
imminent trade of Carson Wentz may not be so imminent. It sounds like the Eagles would like to haul back what Detroit did for Matt Stafford, and I think personally that that's crazy. Uh, Detroit already fleeced the Rams. Nobody else is going to get to do that, especially for a guy named Carson Wentz. So how do you guys feel about the Eagles wanting two first-rounders and a suitable starting replacement for backup for Jalen Hurts in return for Carson Wentz? <laughs> to be fair, though, he did win a Super Bowl, and Stafford hasn't even won a playoff game. So I understand the precedent was set, and they think, but y'all, come on, man. It's Carson Wentz. Y'all Carson... not getting that for uh, for Andy Dalton 2.0. You're Matt, just not. Matt Stafford's won two that... playoff games. Carson Wentz has won zero playoff games. Who did Matt Stafford beat in the playoffs? They've won two playoff games. I don't know. He's been there forever. I don't, but the, does he have a ring? Yes or no? I'm Does just, he have a ring? I'm just telling Carson you, does. Carson Wentz did not win any of those games in the playoffs. Carson Wentz was the starting quarterback of a Super Bowl winning team. I didn't say he started in the Super Bowl, but he started Car- as the starter. Carson Wentz Super Bowl ring is like when you have an ex-fiance that you, and then you get a new girlfriend and you give her that ex-fiance's ring. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's basically the that. type of ring. Don't you do don't. That, by the way. That's, that's, don't do that. <laughs> that's the type of ring Carson Wentz got. It ain't the same, but L- listen to your uncle Christopher. Don't do that. You you pawn that shit, okay? You pawn that shit. Get what you can for it. Count your losses and get that woman her own fucking ring. Don't do that shit. <laughs> have, have either of you seen a movie by the name of Lottery Ticket? Yes, with Bow Wow. Yeah, with Young he, Shad Moss, aka Bow Wow. Yes, when he saved the hood. Yeah. He say right exactly. Yeah. Dude, Bow Wow's Bow Wow's been out there trying to get in WWE. Bow Wow just trying to get relevancy, bro. <laughs> He's like, hey, at but WWE, I'm, me and Rey Mysterio against any tag team. I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't see that happening. I but. mean, if Marco, if Marco stunk and wrestle, why can't Bow Wow? But well, ahead, I think Bad Bunny kind of is making Bow Wow go. All right, that should be me. <laughs> You're right, uh, but you know, Bow Wow's about the same size as uh, as um, Conor McGregor. But that I'm gonna keep moving on. Um, that's facts, by the way. That's not a, that's not that's a shoot. That's not a word. Um, in the movie Lottery Ticket, there's a part where Kevin, aka Bow Wow, is in church with his grandma Loretta Divine, and the preacher, Mike Epps, is talking about the, the lottery ticket and what the money can do for the hood, and talking about how much that money can change his life. And he's saying, "This is the church that I got now. This is the church God wants me to have." And he shows like a like you know. Joe Osteen shit, and he says, "This is my this is my wife now, this old crested wench. This is the type of wife I should have." I bring it up to say, "You could ask for what you want. That don't mean you gonna get it." So two first. Now to their credit, Carson Wentz almost Carson Wentz would have won MVP if he not wouldn't have got hurt a few years back. That's just facts. That's it is what it is. He was number one in the MVP rankings. He's massively talented. I'm not saying he's good, but he has his talent. And right now, in this NFL, you got to take a chance on a good quarterback. So if if I would much rather give up a first and a third, maybe two firsts if I am completely a believer and I can then he can come in my come to my team. Like if I, the Bears, for example, is a perfect example of they just one piece away from being a contender. I, because whatever I Carson Wentz gonna be better than whatever Big Ten quarterback I'm gonna get in the draft. So like I'm I'm not against it. It that he don't deserve to, but I'm like it's not in 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 sports, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all those in between. 
in sports, it is not about what you are worth. It is about what you can negotiate and what the market sets. And if the market say your boy Carson Wentz get two first, Carson Wentz gets two first, and Deshaun Watson just in the back bird man hand rubbing, knowing he's going for about seven them things. And that's not just sports. That's good life advice right there. Like that's not just that doesn't just apply to athletics. But one thing that I don't think gets mentioned enough, just period, is that these NFL coaches, their egos are just as big as the players. So somebody out there, there's an NFL coach out there that's going to look at Carson Wentz and say, okay, playoff starting quarterback, has championship experience, under my tutelage, I can resurrect this melon farmer. It happens all the time. All right, let's move, let's move on to our last topic. Sticking with the NFL, let's move over to the other side of the football. And Ray brought up a point he wanted to have a little conversation about. Aaron Donald winning his third NFL Defensive Player of the Year, joining J.J. Watt and Ray Lewis, I believe, is the only three-time winners of this award. Or no, Lawrence oh, okay. Taylor. My bad, Lawrence Taylor. I knew he was one of the great linebackers of all time, and those yeah, are, Ray those are the two. <laughs> um, go ahead, Ray. T.J. Watt, your argument is he may well have should have won this award this year. So this is a this is a fun conversation, and mainly it's become a big conversation because J.J. Watt, his big brother, and one of the three people, one of the three people who's actually won it three times, has kind of gone and not not in a disrespectful way towards Aaron Donald, but just kind of pro- trying to prop, his, prop up his brother. I think we all know that Aaron Donald is pr- clearly a first ballot Hall of Famer, but um, is the preeminent uh, defender of our time. Mr. Platt even thinks he's one of the best five players in football, period. And, not and defense. Not five. Yeah, and not <laughs> five either. <laughs> but, so, yeah. It, I, you know, it finally, it finally hit me what you were talking about. Like, you think he's number one. I, I'm so slow. Not saying number one, but not number five. Okay. Yeah. And I'm with that. I, 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 I could – I'm not going to say that because, you know, we're, we're not a PG show. Yeah, I can smoke a bag of that. Anyway – um, but the conversation is that Aaron Donald didn't deserve um, the defensive player of the year because T.J. Watt like literally led the league in almost every major category, right? So uh, I'm just I'm I'm pulling up his stats. I'm pulling up the stats now, but I'm curious: Do you guys think that T.J. Watt even has an argument against your boy? Well, to be to be fair. Because it ended so poorly for the Steelers, people forget that this was the last undefeated team in the league, and this team was the only 11-0 and team in the league at some particular point in time. So does he have a legitimate argument, or can an argument be made? Yes. Yeah, there's an argument to be made. I just think that, number one, I think Aaron Donald is better. Plus, I think the Rams were better than Pittsburgh overall, and this Mellon Farmer led a team to the league to the to the championship or not to the championship, but to the playoffs and won a playoff game against Russell Wilson on the road with Jared Goff and a dude that died. A corpse at quarterback. I would say that so t- the thing that, that helps Aaron Donald before you get about the stats there, Ray, is the fact that Rams did have the number one scoring defense in the league. So it's kinda like the best player on the best defense kind of thing may have swung that in his favor. So T.J. Watt led the league in sacks thir- with 15. Aaron, Donald's had, Aaron Donald had 13 and a half. 
TJ Watt led the as league as an and, interior lineman too. That's very hard to do. You're right. No, look. Um, you know what give, I mean. Give give that man his credit. Absolutely. Uh, TJ Watt had 26 tackles for loss. Aaron Donald had 20. TJ Watt had seven passes defensed and even had an interception. Um, and two forced fumbles. Those are all better stats stat wise. Aaron Donald had four forced forced fumbles, but you know. That's expected when he hit your ass. But just the stats, I think, are better in a defense that was, in fact, let's do team defense. Well, let me, while you're pulling that up, let me ask you a, a simple question. And, Tony, well, you can chime in on The Rams this were the well. number one scoring defense in the league, so I don't know if anything else matters considering all you're trying to do is keep okay. the team from scoring let, points. Let, 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 let's say you're, you're, a, you're an NFL coach and you're playing the Rams, you're playing the Steelers. So when you get to your meeting on Monday morning and you're sitting around with your coaching staff and trying to figure out how you're going to win this game, are you going to say, who, who, who are you more likely to say, we got to stop that melon farmer, Mr. Young Watt or Aaron Donald? Plus, how, who do you think received more double teams during the duration of the season? Yeah, but that's not, so double teams isn't a fair conversation because any good defensive lineman you don't have to be you know Vita Vea got double teamed. He's not in the same caliber as Aaron Donald. It's just be, you have to double team a defensive lineman. It's just that's just a defensive uh, nose tackle. Just the way it is. I feel what you're saying. I'm not trying to talk about how he's not worth it, but I don't I don't think that's a fair assessment. I think the fair conversation to have is who do you game plan for? And mm-hmm. I'm going to piss you off, but I would say T.J. Watt. You're going to say why. They're going to game plan more for the I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Because you, I almost expect every game, every every, def, every defensive tackle, every nose tackle in the league this year is good. None are Aaron Donald, but everyone is good. So you can expect a certain thing from that position. And he exceeds it every game, yes. But there is nothing on the there's nothing on the football field like a dynamic edge rusher. It's nothing like it. Now this isn't just a guy who gets sacks. He gets he gets interceptions. He he defends passes. He bats balls at the line. It's just a different position. So it's more about the position than the player. So on a team with Minka Fitzpatrick. You're telling me they're going to walk into that locker room on or that facility Sunday morning and worry about what the little Watt boy is doing? Because Mika yeah. was there for the majority of the season. He didn't get hurt till towards the end, which is kind of why it all fell apart. Right, but you can look off of safety. You can't look off of edge rusher. You can look off of safety. Or you want to know how you want to know how to make a safety, uh, how, how you take safety out the game? Run the ball. I'm make not it, arguing make- that. Mika Fitzpatrick is fantastic, and I believe Mika is a strong safety. Am I right? Yes, I believe so. So, yes. so he's going to come down in the box and play the run. But that's how you take. That's how you get a good safety out of the game is run the ball. So, but T.J. Watt is T.J. running the ball. Twenty six tackles for loss, best in the league. I just think. I just think, even if we're talking a Hall of Fame, otherworldly, all time great nose tackle or defensive tackle, I would always take a top level edge rusher over the tackle and that's just because of this of the the ability and the b- ability and and the structure of the position it's no diss to the player this is no, just I, a position i get what you're saying you're saying just it's a position thing i mean there's you're saying there's only so much 
impact that an interior lineman can have on a game as opposed to a, a pass rusher or edge pass yes, rusher. I, I understand that. I'm not, I, you know, I'm not disputing that. But I think that he's that dynamic that you have yeah. the game plan for him, and it, it's going to make everybody else around him better. And no disrespect to the Watt boy, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch their hunting channel when J.J. ultimately goes to Pittsburgh and the three Watt boys are eating Subway, shooting deer and shit like that. I'll check it out. Stop it. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> so, any more thoughts? Obviously, this was a very Super Bowl-centric show. Uh, anything else anybody has to say other than congratulations to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, congratulations to Tom Brady, congratulations to Bruce Arians, Kangos, and my condolences to Bill Belichick? And the, just to put a bow on this whole conversation, the Rams averaged 281 yards a game. The Steelers averaged 305 yards a game. The Rams averaged 18 and a half points a game. Uh, I'm talking about defensively-wise, what they gave up. The Steelers gave up 19 and a half points a game. So we're literally talking like we're, we're splitting hairs at this point. They're yeah. neck and neck in terms of the best in the league. So in those cases, I go with the guy that had the better stats. So I'm not against – I'm either one's good, but it's good to have two great defensive players coming from a team with the history of defense. That – yeah, defense. Well, defense wins championships, ladies and gentlemen. We just saw it last night. Uh, Mr. Cash, why don't you let the good folks know where they can find you, sir? Find me uh, at It's Ray Cash, R-E-Y as in Mysterio, C-A-S-H as in dollars. And, uh, yeah, you know, we all host our specific podcast. Check us all out. There's something for you, for everybody. As Mr. Tunney always says, we got sports, we got entertainment, and then we got the fuck shit. Okay, and they're all... And all points in between as well. <laughs> Make sure you guys check out the Outsiders Edge as well as Pod is War. I believe they both do. They both premiere Thursdays on the Chairshot Radio Network. I think uh, uh, Edge is Fridays. Yeah, Thursday Edge is Fridays. Friday. I think yep. you, I take you right into the weekend with both those excellent wrestling shows. Yeah, listen to both of them, man. They're both excellent shows. They really are. Um, you you guys can find me on Twitter at the Real C Platt, but more importantly than that, I say it. Every time, and I'm going to continue to say it, if you appreciate the content we provide here at The Chair Shot day in and day out, the best way to make sure we keep providing that content day in and day out is by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot and picking up an official Chair Shot t-shirt. Type in Juneteenth, type in uh, Black History Month. What did Ray, how did, Ray, how did you start the show today, brother? 40 Acres and the Mule. What else? Try that one. All of try, them. Try the big game, Super Bowl. Tampa, try all of them, all of them, and you might get something off. Maybe not, but either way, you're there, so you're already there. So you might as well go ahead and pick up a a tear shot T-shirt to support your favorite website for news, reviews, opinion, and analysis with attitude because you're smarter than the average fan. I love both these gentlemen; they're both my brothers. For the Commissioner PC Tunney, for Mr. Raymond Cash, I'm Christopher Platt. Thank you all for tuning in to the latest edition of Three Man Weave. We'll be back next week, same Platt time, same Platt channel. And until then, shalom. DJ And they stay there, yeah. and they stay there. Yeah.
won't stop now. Keep your hands up, get them in the sky for the homies that ain't making them my folks locked down. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.